With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Mercedes. You guys know her. You love her. She's a Bravo Happy Hour fan fave. Welcome back. <laughs> love being here. Thank you so much. Here all day. <laughs> so we were actually just talking. October 1st marks the one-year anniversary of Bravo Happy Hour. Fantastic. Can you believe it? Incredible. Freaking crazy. So you're back, episode 72, and you were guest on episode one. So. <gasps> I can't believe it. It's crazy. Also, how much has happened since the very first episode that we recorded was about the Brett Kavanaugh scandal. Oh my God, And yeah. now there's like this new documentary coming mm-hmm. out on Netflix about him. How crazy. We I al- mean, full circle. <laughs> we also talked about play-by-play, where I said that was my favorite <laughs> oh. moment of the week, and that lasted a whopping three whole episodes, <laughs> it I believe. Was terrible, but I said that. And you know what? What's, what's unfortunate is that Jerry O'Connell will probably be at BravoCon, which is like, why? Why? So I didn't get tickets to BravoCon because I'm poor. Um, mm-hmm. and po- or you didn't get in within 10 seconds before they were sold out. I'm poor yeah. and have a job where I can't <laughs> be like buying tickets. But thank God. I mean, not thank God, but my brother and his fiance's engagement party in San Francisco is happening that weekend. So thank <gasps> God, I didn't pay fifteen hundred dollars oh, yeah, really of money good. I didn't even freaking have to go to this. But weren't you gonna have like a viewing party? On yes, that, that party? was another thing. If you guys were going to potentially come to this party, I might be switching the days up so I'm there that Friday. Which would be great. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's still TBD, but I really wanted to have a party that Friday night yeah. for all the BravoCon rejects. Because the thing Come is, together. Like, not everybody could get all the tickets to stuff. It literally sold out within 10 seconds, which was crazy, both for the three-day tickets and then for the one-day tickets a mm-hmm. week later. So it's, I just, it was like a very last-minute planning kind of thing on Bravo's part. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like all the fans were waiting for this and they were craving it, but I don't think it's going to be a big venue. It's not going to be like the Javits Center. So... Can you imagine if the Javits are oh. like the car show like, that's like eight stories of this like massive, it's like the size of Versailles, like the entire it's castle. It's going to be like, like postcards, t-shirts yeah. of Ramona quotes and Dorinda quotes and stuff. I was reading that they are going to do like a Bravo marketplace, which is kind of fun. So you could buy like Lynn Curtin's cuffs and you can really. Well, I don't I need mean, to buy the housewife yeah. products. <laughs> I just need to buy stuff with their quotes. I don't need to buy Lynn's cuffs. I don't need to buy Gretchen Beauty. Gretchen Christine Butte. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't need to that. buy that. Um, I don't need to buy the joggers from Sheree. Oh, yeah. I need to see it for uh, spring, <laughs> summer, fall, winter. <laughs> no. Yeah, that'll be the day before we actually see <laughs> those coming out. But we digress. We digress. Let's just jump right into news. So during part one of the Real Housewives of Potomac season four reunion that happened this Sunday night, which has been incredible. You didn't watch this 
uh, I haven't watched yet. the reunion yet. Oh yeah. my god. So, minor little spoiler. Giselle has confirmed the rumors that she's back together with her ex-husband, Jamal Bryant. You know what? I'm not opposed to couples that were married getting all the, the thing is like, are the younger generations grew up with this notion that like your husband should always be faithful to you, blah, blah, blah. We grew up in a generation where there was like 50% uh, divorce rate. So yeah. the fact that they were through it are still dating are still together. I've known people that have gotten divorced, been apart for 10 years, like got out of their system and got back together because they realized that really was their soulmate. And quite frankly, I still think that Ramona and Mario should get together. I think that they're, they're going to be a similar situation. Like <sighs> I Giselle do. And Rem, like Mario still looks fantastic. Ooh. There was a photo that came out of him in the Hamptons a couple weeks ago smoking. Ramona is still smoking. Mm. And by the way, she's crazy. Yes. And Mario has still loved her. And yes, there was a transgression. Yes, it was a midlife crisis. But like, I still believe in that couple. So I kind of feel like... Maybe there's still hope for Giselle and her ex-husband. Yeah, I would agree. And I think the they kind of talked about how Giselle said the girls who are all, you know, teens yeah. and tweens mm-hmm. at this her point. Daughters. Yep. Grace, mm-hmm. Angel, and Adore. What <laughs> names? Mm. Um, so they were saying how when the dad used to come into town, they were just kind of used to him and Giselle and the whole family going out. And now Giselle and him kind of go on dates. So the kids have kind of picked up on this. And they're kind of confused as to what's going on. And it's, I think, nice because they got divorced 12 years ago so the girls have never Mm -hmm. seen them together so i think it is nice and i think you know why not bring the family back together and yeah you know people make fucking mistakes and this guy especially like he is a pastor and was you know this big mega pastor (laughs) and And also can we just say allegedly mr chocolate (gasps) so if you guys don't remember back in season seven phaedra park was rumored to be dating a man named Mr. Chocolate while well, being... she was with Apollo still. Like, he was getting ready to go to jail. Yeah, she's like, I got me some new chocolate. Mm-hmm. I picked up a chocolate bar at the store or at mm-hmm. church. Because Giselle's ex-husband is a pastor in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not Potomac or anywhere in the surrounding area. I mean, Phaedra can get a man. Like, Phaedra gets hot dudes. Like, she's, she's cuckoo not, for Cocoa Puffs. I don't, know, I don't even think she's that attractive, but she gets very attractive. I guys. mean, you saw her with the pickle. Yeah, oh, sh- listen, she knows what she's doing. She definitely <laughs> is a pro. She's a master at her own game. But I'm happy for Giselle, and I'm hoping that their family can kind of get back together. And I also wonder, like, does my dude want to get on the show? I don't think so, because if allegedly... He was dating Phaedra when she was with Apollo. But mind Mm. you, this is like when her and Apollo were going through the divorce. And then remember when Apollo came to the garage and she was like, get out, get out. And that's allegedly when she was dating Mr. Quote unquote chocolate. Then he would have come on at that time and he didn't. And there was never kind of any acknowledgement. Also, Phaedra completely denied ever dating Mr. Chocolate. It was only the other girls, Portia and all the other girls saying like, oh, we know about Mr. Chocolate. We know about all this, like Kenya and stuff. And she was like, who, who? She denied at the time. But the thing is with the Atlantic girls, they're very honest. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time, what they're saying is true. Like Big Poppy with Kim Zolciak oh, and stuff like I that. I love you, Big Poppy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I feel like it was true. Phaedra didn't want to acknowledge it because Phaedra didn't acknowledge a lot of things. I was going to say, that season, yeah, Phaedra, yeah. the last few seasons, she <laughs> just was like her full lawyerly mm-hmm. self. Like, yeah. my lips are mm-hmm. sealed. Mm-hmm. I plead the fifth. Yes, exactly. So I feel like it was true, but 
Giselle said in the Watch What Happens Life, they've been divorced for 12 years. Yeah. It's, mm, it's I say get it. I yeah. say get it. Get the family mm-hmm. back together. I think it's mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This past season of Potomac has been so really good. freaking really good. good. And the one thing I have kind of an issue with is that they didn't invite Katie on the reunion at all, even throughout the all three parts. Oh and gosh, so yeah. she kind of has been talking about on Instagram, kind of she's been talking on Instagram about what happened towards the end of the season. Obviously she like had the falling hours. She left the Cayman islands mm-hmm. early and all the women mm-hmm. were super scared, but supposedly she left the Cayman islands after notifying production and the front desk that she was sick. She went home and actually found out that she was pregnant she told all the girls, whatever, they were all aware. And then she lost the baby a few months later. And we reported on this show mm-hmm. months and months and yep. months ago about how she posted these, like, incredibly graphic photos of, like, her miscarriage. Yeah. And it was really disturbing. And you could obviously tell she was is going through a lot. And she ended up bringing up all this information about how her ex-husband, like, was sexually assaulting her mm-hmm. and, you know, like – doing all this terrible stuff to her and gaslighting her in addition to being, you know, abusive physically. So she's obviously been going through a lot. However, I thought it was interesting that Bravo has like completely turned their back on her and don't, don't even give her the option of, you know, sitting on the couch and having, you know, that 10 minute little thing where she was a pretty big part, a player on the show. She's huge. She yeah, went on the cash trip. Like she deserves a spot on the couch, at least for 10 minutes to say her piece. But I wonder if the Bravo team just thinks that like she's too much of a liability and she's yeah. too much of a risk to like even like venture into letting her yeah. speak on all the deep stuff because she did go down a very dark path. If all of us have followed her on Instagram or anything like that. You've seen mm-hmm. the deep depth, depths that she's gone through. And so maybe they're afraid of uh, what she could come out with, what she could say. Yeah. And it also doesn't like housewives is yes, there's a lot of drama. Yes. There's a lot of dark stuff, but at the end of the day, it's still pretty light. It's still pretty uplifting. And I feel like Katie's stuff is not uplifting. It's just very, very, very dark. Yeah, I think it's really dark and we didn't really see any of that like play out on screen. I think like yes. everything was being yeah, alluded to mm-hmm. and all of the women were like, Katie's not strong enough to be a part of this group. She's not strong enough. And it's like, but, but a lot of you are liars. Like you're not yeah. even telling the truth about yeah. stuff. Like how strong really are you? Uh, Robin, not for nothing, in a lot of our Facebook groups that were secret parts, of it's uh, their private groups. They've said that Juan's been cheating on her and there's uh, been a lot of those allegations and that it's all for the show. And then you have all of Karen's stuff Ooh. where she had all the tax stuff and all the money issues, which she didn't talk about for years. And she still, quote unquote, really hasn't talked about on the show. Definitely not. And then, like, there's all these things that they don't talk about. So I just feel like Bravo's kind of getting more way of talking about the harder stuff. But the more popular shows, whether it comes to ratings or not popular, because I think, quote unquote, OC and Beverly Hills are the most popular, but they're the ones that talk about their problems the least Mm -hmm. when really New York and maybe Atlanta and Potomac talk about the problems the most and they're the most real. And they're the ones that connect to the audience the most, which yes. Okay. They may not get the Nielsen ratings, but (laughs) let's look at people that look on them through demand or recordings and things like that. Yeah. They're the people that really address stuff and like really talk about it. And that's what like really connects to people because that's stuff that people are really going through. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a perfect segue into Beverly Hills land. So we're back in Beverly Hills. If you guys have been listening to the show, you know at nauseam that Kyle and Mauricio are shady boots when it comes to some uh, real estate deals. So again, we've talked about this a million different times. 
Mauricio flipped this house that were cost millions of dollars, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now there's potentially a new lawsuit pending in this entire situation. So the house was for sale. And so originally it was the seller that sued him because the seller, he was like, oh, this, ho- this house isn't going to sell for much. I'm going to buy it for, this is not an exact quote, 30, 30 million. Yeah. And because it's not going to get anything more than that. And the seller was like, fine. Cause it was like this error of, Nigeria or somebody in Africa. Yeah, the and, son yeah. Todoro Ecuador, uh, uh, president of Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea, yes. And so the money went back to the estate, and he was like, "Oh, it's not going to sell for more than this." Flipped it, sold it for seventy million. Now it's one of the buyers that was like, "You told me it wasn't going to go for that much. I offered forty mil. You said, oh, don't put it on paper. By the way, it's less than that.' And you said, don't buy it." But then Mauricio and his company, the agency, sold it for $70 million and made that profit. And now the buyer is like, I could have made all this money. Mm-hmm. Like, I lost out on all of it. Because before it was a seller that was like, you lied to me and said it wasn't worth that much. And now it's a potential buyer saying, I could have bought it for cheaper and sold it for more. And you lied to me then. So it's all the same property, as I understand it. Yeah. But it's still fucking shady at the end of the day. Yeah, it just seems like Mauricio is kind of like wheeling and dealing with this yes. massive property. Yep. Obviously, mm-hmm. we saw it on television. So even that was like a weird exposure thing that he was using a house that he was selling as mm-hmm. a rental for a party. But I was always under the impression that I didn't think Mauricio was the mastermind behind all of this. But now that the fact that a the potential buyer is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming out of the woodwork being like, you really hoodwinked us. Like, and yeah. I've talked about on this show, it's like, what can you really do to already a mega mansion to make it $30 million more? more. Like, exactly. you can't, how much marble can you add on every fucking toilet seat? And like, this makes me think that there's even deeper issues between Big Kathy and Rick Hilton with severing ties from him and mm-hmm. having issues with him in real estate because I'm like, this is coming out right now, but what other stuff was there before? Yeah. Because this is only tip of the iceberg. There had to be deeper stuff before. I mean, I think Mauricio really did the Hilton's dirty and completely like the agency's huge now. Like yeah. I can't mm-hmm. remember this past season, they had like the 25th opening and it was opening in Mexico and opening in all these places. Like and you're expanding yeah. rapidly. He's making money off um, Real Houses of Beverly Hills, but also Million Dollar Listing LA. So he's making money off of oh, both yeah. of those kind of exposure points. Wow. And so part of me really, 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 really wants Big Kathy, Big Kathy, <laughs> blah, 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 <laughs> Big Kathy to come on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I want her to talk about all this stuff. I want her to expose a lot of this. And I really want Kyle to answer for it. I don't think Kyle will ever really answer for this. Like, no. And we saw mm-hmm. on the reunion when Andy brought up this whole situation to her, yep. she looked at him and was like, stop. Like, no. Like, I threw you your baby shower. How dare you bring Ugh. this up? <laughs> what does that fucking matter? Baby shower is nothing in between this huge, juicy lawsuit. <laughs> but know. none of the women in Beverly Hills talk about their lawsuits. Dorit doesn't talk about them. Erica Jean doesn't talk about them. Kyle definitely doesn't talk about them. So I'm like... What do we have at Beverly Hills? Pfft, bullshit. Which what do is we what? have in Beverly Hills? Um, hmm. <laughs> oh, Lucy, Lucy, apple oh, juice. Which like <laughs> was a great arc. Like at the time I was like, I'm fatigued by this. But like hindsight, I'm like, I did love the concept of no one making <laughs> Dorit be accountable 
for giving the dog to this stranger. But one or two episodes, I didn't need it for yeah, the arc no. of like four or five episodes. I really <laughs> didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> but luckily for us, we have Teddy Mellencamp's pregnancy. We'll oh forward to my it. gosh. Wait, okay. I did an episode. Episode 71 was like a solo episode. Whatever. I have no distractions on the episode. I was going through my little outline, doing it, doing it, doing it. I completely, probably subconsciously, <laughs> skipped over her whole pregnancy section. And then I was like doing social media for the episode. And I was like, I don't remember talking about that. And then I listened back to the episode. I'm like, I could I just completely it. just disregarded the whole segment of the show. I'm like, I could give two shits. I mean, I'm obviously happy for her. She struggled with... Um, conceiving her first two children, Slate and Cruz. So I can, mm-hmm. again, only imagine what this child's name is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm saying yes. she'll either go one or two directions. She'll go Kyle, which can go both male and female, female. Mm-hmm. or she'll, I think, like, give, like, a name to Erica Jane as, like, a piece of juice. Like, name the go- girl Jane. Like, throw Jane in there. I doubt it. I, I mean, she's going to name the kid, like, a random, completely like, random. a random object. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Teddy feel I feel like she's so obsessed with her weight. Yeah. That I don't know if it's gonna be a healthy pregnancy and I obviously know that she's been going through in vitro for it. And I just hope that she raises her kids with normal body image issues, if that makes sense. A lot of people in Southern California do not. I mm-hmm. moved here from Southern California, so I can see that, but uh, I don't know. It's upsetting because a lot of kids develop their own eating issues based on their mother and father but especially when your mom has like made a living and a job out of like promoting a 600 calorie life like i don't know if you've ever seen 600 calorie is insane (laughs) if you ever my breakfast and lunch at like if i'm pushing it yeah if you ever (laughs) see like her i saw this on like floating on the internet somewhere it was like teddy mellencamp's lettuce wraps and it's literally like a lettuce cup with like one slice of avocado and like Ugh. two julienne carrots. I need an avocado by itself for a snack. What are right? you talking about? I know. And she's like, healthy filling <laughs> lunch. And she's like, and I eat super dinner every night. But yeah, like I think, you know, that's definitely something she's probably fearful of. And I think so many women, when I'm not at a place where I'm thinking of getting pregnant anytime no. soon, like no. fucking God, I'm very much in a rosé kind of place. Like, uh, <laughs> rosé all day. <laughs> but you kind of see, you know, people obviously struggling with like getting fat. And she's yeah. already obviously had all these major but issues. But it's okay in the to get bigger when you get pregnant. You the need baby to. Needs, the baby needs nutrients. Well, you're eating for two now, so I'm hoping she's eating 1,200 calories. <laughs> Which is, quote-unquote, my goal for the day. You know? I just... uh, I don't know. People in Southern California, when they have babies, I just feel like they're going to come out with a lot of issues, like their parents. Well, I said Lily Galici, like, is a perfect example. Like, any child who comes out of a vagina when the mom has a full face of makeup... you know what? I didn't like Lily one bit during the Shaws of Sunset, but I followed her every single moment of her on Instagram. (laughs) And so when her marriage fell apart... I hated her the entire I hated her, but I followed her every (laughs) second on Instagram. Thank you very much. I was there for the entire (laughs) pregnancy. But I I, honestly, I really was. I don't follow her, but I follow her through a 
fake Instagram. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? So, yeah. Do you because, have like a Finsta? Yeah. That's the whole thing. I, I do. I, it's only to be nosy on oh, like exes. I don't want to. F- I no, well, eh, no, not not so much exes, but basically Bravo accounts. I don't want to follow. Like Jax doesn't deserve a follow. Oh, <laughs> oh my Lily God. doesn't deserve a follow, but I want to know what's going on in their life. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I have like my personal where I follow nobody on Bravo. Yeah, exactly. And then I, like exactly. obviously I have the Bravo Happy Hour. Well, you're Instagram. lucky. You're you're gifted. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> you're, you're gifted. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a gift I gave to myself. They but, haven't blocked you yet, dude. That's right? also a gift. I know. I, I don't, I've only noticed I've been blocked by Jax, and I have what? cyberbullied him. <laughs> I cyberbullied him on Instagram like, in addition to he a also pod- deserves it. Talking about cyberbullying, Fifty Cent is still oh. going in on Lala, girl, like hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, she 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 brought it up on GameStop. I know. Obviously, Andy was like, <laughs> like he's like trying to like creep in and get some answers. But also, like my dude, she's like, I think I really bruised his ego. It's and like she's like, really, bitch, you want to talk about bruised ego? Let's talk, Bucko. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and she's been going in. He has been going in, not only on Randall but on her with her face and the transformation and her looking puffy and her being an alcoholic and her taking a shot looking like she's giving a blowjob. And I'm like, (laughs) like, okay, you do not do like the number one pettiest person on the internet is 50 cent. But also like I was saying this on the last episode when I was sitting around talking to myself um, into (laughs) a microphone, but like he has 24 million followers on Instagram. Like this is such a, big exposure for her like even if it's shitty and she's literally been calling a gold digging drug addict whore like she's, oh, she's still <laughs> and he's like you only want it because she's like but to suck your dick. random people are searching who the hell lala cat and randall also 99 of people that are commenting on 50 cents instagram are like who is this bitch who is she or it's like other bravo accounts <laughs> are like yes dragon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we digress. We digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next. But back to Teddy Mellencamp. So on episode 70, we talked about how the Beverly Hills girls walked in Kyle's fashion show, which like, lol. Yeah. So everybody was being so mean to Teddy about her walk. And like, if you watched last season of Beverly Hills, you saw Kyle do like the horse girl walk. Like, <laughs> like with those like shoulders and like that walk. Like she's got like a horse girl written all over her. But what? like, I don't think she looked so bad. Like, to the point where people are like, no, making no, I, I disagree. <laughs> Teddy's was bad. Oh my she's god, she's like, I'm trying to be ooh, tough. Ooh, ooh. But like, she's I, 15 I wish, weeks pregnant. You know, you know how Tani, Danny Pellegrino kind of put that like AMSR on the housewives oh arguments. So good. I wish he would put that on Telly Mellencamp's Mel- <laughs> walk. Yeah, to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, that's that's pretty spot on. I think. Oh, wait, I felt we bad. shouldn't say that. She's gonna cry, like she said. No, and concert. you know she's listening. Like uh, sometimes, if I this is pro tip for you guys, some insider info behind the scenes for the show. If I'm like dragging the fuck out of someone, like I never post it on Instagram. Like I never will tag that in like the episode posts yeah, 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 I do, yeah, yeah, just yeah. because I'm like, you know, I don't want her to come on. Um, but we were being. I was like, we were being nice in the beginning, <laughs> but I don't even know. At this point, though, she's already kind of dealt with it, and she's like, oh, I had a lot. She put that little quote that's like, I'm tougher than this. Teddy, if you're tough, you'll come on. Okay. Come on. 
Put up or shut up. Hey, you'll be here during BravoCon. Bring it on. <laughs> Do you think she's even going to... Well, she's going to be prego. Like, she's going to be... What does it matter? I don't know. I think lots of women... Like, come pregnant, pregnant women yeah. can't come to BravoCon. <laughs> but she did make a really sad caption on Instagram saying, Now, I'm no model. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm just doing this to be a dick at this point. <laughs> I can barely walk down the street properly, but I walked out there feeling good and excited to support my friend. That quickly shifted when I was hit with the barrage of memes <laughs> and Insta comments throwing negativity at me on my walk. I can definitely make fun of myself <laughs> and am in, in on most jokes. Like, no, you're not. Like, no, you're, you're literally not. not, but okay. But sometimes it gets to be too much. So I had a big old cry and felt truly embarrassed. <laughs> Which I love this. This is like so dark and self-help, like which I'm I just recently read her book. <laughs> Until I remember this Brene Brown quote, if you aren't in the arena getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. Which like <laughs> truly to all the people who leave Which comments, arena are you in? I just want to yeah, know. Like, she's in the fashion and, arena. Yeah, like, a live TV arena. Like, I'm in the finance arena. Like, we get our ass kicked daily. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, by nature of your job. You yeah, get your ass kicked. Oh, okay. I don't know, but I hope Teddy, you know, is happy, has a good pregnancy. You know what? Yes. I don't want to Congratulations be a- and model top on the pregnancy. Congratulations. And this leads us to Erica Jane, a little update from her coming out with um, a new song with mm. Brooke Candy. Mm-hmm. They created this, they created, they released a sexy a music video on YouTube called Drip, featuring drip, drip. cat suits, mm. latex, and <laughs> cream and milk being poured <laughs> over them. Like, Okay, one, when I saw Brooke Candy, I've never heard of her before. Never. Same. But I thought this was Brooke Hogan. Like, in my head, yeah, I was oh, like, Brooke Hogan. I liked Brooke, Brooke Hogan's song. Yeah, I'm like, she's Hashtag a Brooke Hogan. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> so, again, Brooke Candy is not Brooke Hogan, but my friend who is a photographer. He was the one who photographed them together when they did, like, their event. Oh, and then wow. he posted on his Instagram. I'm like, um, why are wow. you posting pictures of Erica wow. Jane? His name's Cam. I'll post the, mm-hmm. his photo on Bravo Happy Hour's Instagram. So definitely check that out and follow him because he's a very interesting photographer. They came out with this song together and it's really crazy. I just want to read some of the lyrics just because <laughs> I feel like it's like a slam poetry. Like <laughs> I watched the full video oh. on YouTube. It's available. <laughs> just search drip candy erica jane and you'll find it so um i'm gonna really kill myself after reading this pussy lunch strip club buffet if he don't spend i'm mia pay my rent throw it on my face big mac pussy and a ass souffle (laughs) call an ambulance this pussy's lethal call the police this pussy's illegal Pussies on a watch list, CIA. Married to the money. Keep my maiden name. Hey. I'm still dying over acid souffle. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Keeps going. And then Erica's part. Ah, Brooke, you dripping, dripping, dripping. She goes, EJ, dripping, dripping, dripping. <laughs> and then the chorus is pussy drip, 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 droplet. Pussy sweet, sweet, sweet like chocolate. More, more, more. Okay, keep it moving. And then... <laughs> pussy plush, teddy bear soft, pussy cush, rolling up raw, post Malone, pussy a rock star, pussy wet, cupped up in a cop car, pussy sick, pussy need a doctor, pussy perform, pussy need an Oscar, undefeated, pussy is a boxer, if you respect daddy, eat the box first. These are like terrible lyrics, but I also love the message. <laughs> 
First of all, woman empowerment. Okay. Yes, thank God. Finally, amen, the feminist amen, icon amen, I've been looking amen. for, Brooke Candy, featuring Erica Jane. <laughs> I just want to say, okay, I watched the video at work, which I was like, my CEO was- You look tired. I take it the caffeine, toothpaste, and adrenaline face serum aren't working? Well, maybe you should ask Santa for a Nectar mattress this year. And if the big guy brings you another unicorn finger puppet... Don't worry, because mattresses start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, as well as a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com today. With AMC+, Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC+, Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men ad-free and with new content dropping each week like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld. There's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that that's behind me i was like oh i hope he's not in did you he wasn't in he was in a meeting uh somewhere else in manhattan and i was like thank god because if he would have watched me watching this he would have been like what are you watching mercedes (laughs) um the outfits were fantastic the outfits probably cost much more than all of the production Mm. in the shoot because there was nothing else besides dancing whipping their hair and having little strings of like paper around to roll around in. So I was like, mm, okay, not high quality. So video. Mr. Girardi did not pay for this. We can well, say Mr. Girardi is under a lawsuit. Okay. We don't talk about that on Beverly yeah. Hills, but we know it's the truth. Um, yeah. Cute song. Very Erica Jane ish. Uh, I think that she got maybe some of her boots from her. Shoe line on shoe dazzle. <laughs> shoe dazzle. Uh-huh. The outfits were cute. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. hey, here I am, like, gonna take the subway home and listen to this song <laughs> four more fucking times. So, like, oh, it'll be on my uh, my cousin's bar mitzvah. I'll put, put it on the playlist. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm gonna put it on the playlist for my birthday party tomorrow. Oh, 100%. Right? You guys, I'll my birthday there. is September 18th. It Happy is- birthday. Happy birthday to you. So, you guys are gonna be hearing us on Thursday. So, feel free to send me like Venmo, like <laughs> tons of money, like gifts. I'll just send you my address. So, yeah, just let me know. And uh, I'll get. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Well, moving on to totally different news. If you guys have been following the news, you know Southern Charm is a fucking swampland of um, terrible men. Uh, Thomas Ravenel, as we all know, potentially assaulted his former nanny back in 2015. Dawn claimed that Thomas sexually assaulted her and submitted all these photos of the injuries that she sustained during the alleged encounter. He was obviously not charged with sexual assault, and justice has obviously not been served, and he has spoken out after his after he has officially pleaded guilty to the charges of assault. So, obviously, Thomas Ravenel has pretty much gotten off scot-free on this. He's received a 30-day suspended sentence and a $500 fine for third-degree assault and battery. The thing is, is that the alleged assault was so far, like, so long ago that they couldn't prove that much they didn't have that much hard evidence which i understand so i worked in law in the military for a while and so i realized that that's very difficult to prove in a court of law but did it probably happen yes can you prove it absolutely not so that's probably how he got to where he was um but this motherfucker is completely moved on has a new girlfriend has been flaunting her around instagram (sighs) For everybody who is still able to follow him and not blocked. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm blocked because I oh, couldn't yeah. find him. Mm-hmm. God damn no, it. No, now he's Thomas J.J. Ravenel. Oh, J.J. Before it was just Thomas J. Ravenel. Now he's Thomas J.J. Ravenel. Well, and you have, to request, you have to request for a oh, follow well, and then be able to follow. You have to do it from your private account because if you do it from your public yeah, account, he, he will, would know that. He will know. He's like, bravo, happy hour. He's like, oh, bravo. Oh, actually... Ashley Jacobs also blocked me, mm. but I follow her for my payment. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thomas JJ Ravi. He's got yes. 2,500 followers, followed yes. by Ashley Jacobs. Oh my God. His and bio, Catherine. his bio is Christian, father, son, brother, uncle, a true believer in limited government, individual freedom, free <laughs> enterprise, and peace. He left out rapist Wait, and drunkard, ra- but yeah. <laughs> Debbie dad was also yeah. left out of there. Uh-huh. Wait, he has, oh my God. He has a freaking, RavenelDevelop.com and his Lincoln bio. Ravenel Development Corporation, founded in 1992 by Thomas J.J. Ravenel, is headquartered in Southern, in Southern Charm, California, <laughs> in Charleston. The company develops and owns shopping centers and retail properties throughout the yep. Southwest, mm-hmm. Southeast, and Midwest. We take special pride in creating high quality retail centers. Oh, I didn't know he was a, 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 a mall. Yes, heir. I did know that he had developed a uh, property out in Charleston, but. I mean, that makes uh, sense. He does have so like a many income That's streams. how he fucking pays off all these judges and all this stuff. Well, to do. I, I don't it's know. Like, as much as I want to be someone who believes that justice will be served, obviously it was clear. Like, his name is all over the city. He is mm-hmm. like so well known. He was a treasurer in the state. Like, he's not going to get in trouble. He literally was, like, selling cocaine out of the trunk of his car, yet Catherine's the bad girl for smoking some weed. You know, so it's so interesting to see how he's treated versus how she's treated. And uh, luckily, we did see the progression of Catherine and her kind of getting her justice and 
her not kind of having to deal with the injustices that she dealt with at the beginning of both seasons. But two, like she sold her apartment. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like moving back, but her mom, her mom her died. Mom passed and, away. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I'm interested to see how Catherine progresses still. She's a lot of beacon of hope for a lot of girls, especially in the South. Like I grew up in the South. So it, well, South Texas, which is very different from South Carolina, <laughs> but no, but you see a lot of it and it's like kind of a lot of parallels. And so you want to see that like, the same endings don't have to happen to everybody else, no matter what the circumstances are with the type of men that you end up with, if that makes sense. Totally. I mean, I think like for her, it was like Thomas is this, Oh, big, powerful man, handsome. He wants what I want. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so many women want to have babies when they're super young and like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, she she was promised everything from him and he literally, Gave her nothing, left her in the dust. And it's like, baby, you got to get like something in writing, like make him marry your ad. But she, you know, it was young and in love. And he was like, don't worry. If you ever have a baby, I'll take care of you forever. And it's like. Luckily, she had two kids by him. So she's really got him on the hook. I mean. A girl and a boy. So. So. So Thomas said to the judge, which is my favorite, Your Honor, on the night of the incident, I did attempt to kiss her. And in doing so, I grabbed her arm and that was wrong. And I am much appreciative of the opportunity to apologize to her in court today. This poor woman sitting in the fucking courtroom being like, He did so much fucking more than try to grab her arm. He literally put his penis in her vagina against her will. She can't prove it on paper. It fucking happened and all of us know it. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. So someone wrote to him um, on Twitter saying, you admitted that you forced yourself on her. I give you that. But what the hell is wrong with you? Do you even think that's okay to do? No, it is not. Even if you were inebriated beyond belief. So now your children will read this someday. Set an example for them going forward. And he goes, depends on whether they read your version of my statement or my actual statement. He was it's so like- fucking high and drunk <laughs> or wasted at the time. He didn't even realize what the fuck he was doing. So I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. I completely agree. Fuck him. Yeah. I'm so glad Bravo actually stood their ground and basically cut ties with him. Cut ties with him this past season. A part of me went into the season wanting for some resolution or there to be conversation about him. But then as the season progressed, I was like, he is bogging down the entire franchise. Like if we keep enabling this man and keep talking about him and keep giving him the time of day, he's never going to go away. And we're just going to keep putting literally money in his pocket the more we talk about Ooh, him yeah, absolutely. it's like and not for nothing we've been seeing the true colors come out of shep and like the demise of shep Ooh. coming kind of coming out and so it's like the more and more truth comes out about shep a lot of people are like who the fuck is this guy and who the fuck does he think he is because okay i get it he's not to t-rav and he's not to uh jd's level but shep's kind of right around there which is scary i mean he's getting pretty close like we just think like we saw his relationship with chelsea and he grabbed her that one night and you just have to think like if he was grabbing chelsea on a moment that they were on screen he was shitty towards madison he was Uh, really a big asshole towards madison because he was so butthurt he got rejected completely and then he talks shit about chelsea and chelsea's like who the fuck are you you know what i mean like 
Oh no, he try he grabbed Chelsea when he was trying to kiss her when she was dating oh, oh, Austin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Where I was, was like, like a different season. Okay, yeah, no, so I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out. I was like, yeah, no, out, I was, yeah, no, out. I was like yeah. wait, it was definitely her. But yes. I remember like he put his hands on her in a forceful way oh, 100%. when there were cameras around. Yes, and Chelsea is someone who yep. he respects because mm-hmm. she's just a good friend of his in addition to being close to Cam and a co-worker at the yep. end of the day. Mm-hmm. What the hell is he doing to that 19-year-old girl he's meeting drunk at the bar who sees a guy that she sees on television and wants to maybe, like maybe fuck? Like, 100%. Yep. You know, and, and you kind of have to think about that. And you just kind of watch like his progression as he watches Austin. He's but- fucking sleazy. And honestly, I don't get the same vibe from Austin or Craig. I really don't. I feel like they're, yes, they get drunk. Yes, they like make out. But I don't feel like they Mm -hmm. take advantage of women the same way that Shep or T-Rav do because T-Rav and Shep have that sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. that Craig and Austin don't necessarily have. Well, I think it's ultimately like you saw Austin, both of his parents, went to work every day. Right, exactly. Craig comes from working class Uh people. So ultimately like they don't feel as if they're guaranteed any of these luxuries in life and we see austin kind of dealing with that this season where you know it's obviously a conversation where it's mm-hmm. like what I are you doing tr- yes like you're not working mm-hmm. but he's like i'm on this show and that's giving me money now and i think that's interesting on southern charm how we saw chelsea saying she even if i won the yeah. freaking lottery i'd have it's a job work. Yeah. what the fuck am i gonna do all day same with naomi naomi does have oh. money her parents oh. have money and she works and she has her own company and she does all that stuff. School. And the same with Cameron. Cameron's like, I didn't come from this kind of money. My mom was a single mother. Cameron worked hard. She was a real estate agent. So a lot of the people there in, in Charleston, they do work. And so the few of them that don't, it's kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? Also, like, how as a grown man are you comfortable just like sitting around drinking beer all day? All day. No purpose in life. Like, also no drive to have a family or settle well, I've down like, in real estate i can do this i can do that, Shep, that you got mailbox money they've always yeah. said it and it'll never not be the case like i used to work with a woman who was friends with shep's brother mm-hmm. and they all grew up together and said he is so great has a great job and kids and like he's just so different than shep but shep was given the good looks <laughs> you know and so that but fucks not, you up the good really. looks of money shep needs to replace his teeth <laughs> and he needs like a haircut like every three yeah, hours every, like he yeah, constantly yeah. needs like a fresh cut yes <laughs> well moving on to other sleaze bags on bravo mm. D- Teresa judice and husband joe Judice uh, have obviously been going through hell and back in this entire motherfucking deportation case so we all know joe had served uh, a 41 month jail sentence for wire fraud, 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 fraud. So on September 11th, Joe requested an appeal bond in the hopes of being released from ICE custody pending the court's ruling on his immigration status. So right now he's in ICE custody. So if you guys have just been following the news in any capacity, you know how brutal these ICE facilities are to um, immigrants. So according to sources now, it's saying that he his request for appeal bond has been denied. And supposedly he said he'd rather just go to fucking Italy than be in this ice ascension center waiting for potentially to be in the States, which is brutal. But I understand. Yeah, not for nothing. In a lot of our private Facebook groups, people have been in Mykonos and in Greece and they've seen Teresa with her little boy toy making out, doing whatever. I like like Teresa has moved on. From Joe. 
And I get it. A lot of the early New Jersey seasons, they were like, oh, Joe did this to accommodate Teresa's lifestyle, what Teresa wanted to show. And I'm like, he could have done it a different way. I mean, I don't know, whatever. But I feel like Teresa is far, completely checked out, completely done. She's got her little boy toy. She's making out. I get it. What about the girls? Blah, blah, blah. But I feel like Gia's off in school. Mm-hmm. Adriana, Melania, Gabriella, <clears throat> her dad's there to help them. Teresa is not, to me, what I've seen, obviously we only know from what we see on social media, but social media is what you present to the world. Is that like, Teresa doesn't give two shits. I don't think she gives a flying fuck no. about where he ends up. And honestly, he did her dirty. And we always talk on the show how, you know, it goes both ways. You know, there obviously needs – she's complicit in his crimes, of right, course. Right, However, she's dumb as rocks. Like, she's dumb. If my – if I was dumb as shit and my husband was like, sign this, I'll sign it. Sign you know, it. you sign it. You sign it. You, you sign it. I love you. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I trust you. And whereas I feel a lot of other housewives might be a little bit different, <laughs> Dorit, like I feel like Teresa gave her man, who she's known since high school, full trust and full trust. Yeah, she's like, this it, is marriage. This, this is, is marriage. Is. Like, if he needs this, if mm-hmm. he needs me to do this, I'll do this. And the fact that she was kind of hoodwinked by all of this, it does make me kind of feel sad for her. And I do still think at the end of the day that Teresa is blaming Joe for taking time from her away from her mother before she died because her mother was a person that she was closest to who she looked up to and at the end of the day joe took that from her and i don't think she's ever forgiven him or she ever will and i think that's where we're at now i would agree and Mm -hmm. i'm it's just great that at least the girls haven't been obviously they've been impacted negatively by all of this happening. Right, but like right. she is at Rutgers, like mm-hmm. going to get her college degree. Like that's amazing. And I feel like that is a step that now the other girls will follow. And yeah. like, that's the most important thing, like getting education. But also George, Joe, Joey Gorga is there for them a lot. Like he He's a really took, good man. yeah, he took Gia to college. He did all his stuff. Like, as an uncle, he's there for them no matter what. Melissa's there. Melissa's like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. So I feel like a lot of um, Teresa's family is around her to make up for Joe being gone. That it doesn't make it that bad with him being gone. I mean, I think like family in general has to step up in times mm-hmm. of like peril. And like, obviously, this is such a shitty situation. Your mother goes to jail. Your grandmother dies. Your father goes to jail mm-hmm. and now your grandpa moves in. Like there's so many terrible things happening in the lives of these little girls mm-hmm. that like Joe and Melissa, who are seemingly pretty stable, are like, this is when we need Holding to together. come together yeah. and be there for them. And then, you know, in 10 years, God forbid something, you know, knock on wood happens to them. That's when Teresa and their family will be there for that family, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think families just go through like, you know, ups and downs, and downs highs yeah. and lows. Completely, and completely. that's when you need to stick by them. But it's been like 
five full years of this family mm-hmm. dealing with this crazy stuff and not seeing your father. Like, but it's, it's also the stuff that Joe brought on all of them. Yeah. So Joe brought the fraudulent, you know, like contracts, payments, et cetera. He brought it on the whole family. So the whole family has dealt with it in response to what Joe's done. Mm-hmm. Did Joe do it to stuff like appease XYZ? That's up for debate, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, Joey, Joey Gorga looks at it one way. Melissa looks at it one way. Her family looks at it one way. His family does too, but I'm like, we only care about Teresa and her family. So yeah. it's like. But it's also, I'm just kind of thinking about it now. Like, obviously, Joe did a lot of these things to have money and keep up with the Joneses. But I think yes. the Joneses in the situation could have been Joe and Melissa, where Joe Gorga <sighs> had a really great career, one of which, as we know, was not built on lies, you yeah, know? So yeah. to keep up with the brother and the sister who have this seemingly perfect life, you know, you kind of want to do whatever it takes. And, you know, as much as I love Teresa, like I love Teresa. Like I think she's a really interesting person to watch on screen. I find her to be obviously kind of dumb, <laughs> but like in an endearing way where I don't I feel like that's Yeah, I kind of feel like that's what, Season three, four ish mm-hmm. were, were you know Joey and Melissa coming on and them. Oh, she's kind humble of like, pie, humble yeah, pie. exactly, and kind of providing this opposite to Melissa and Joe, and us seeing that and us kind of like, oh, what's that? What's that dynamic? And that's what was good yeah. about bringing them on. So. Where it's going to go from now, that's kind of like what we're waiting for. That's what we're waiting to see. Well, I talked about last episode, supposedly someone throws a couch. We don't know who, but I'm, I'm, oh I put my, my money Who's on Jennifer. strong enough to I throw I put my couch. money on Jennifer Aiden. She's uh, lost a lot of weight. She's been working out probably since seeing herself. She needs to get a stylist. <laughs> Again, her she 2004 really Chanel Sunny is like, we don't She's like, they're that. vintage. And I'm like, honey, they're completely terrible. <laughs> Those are not Completely. Uh, David Yonte, if you're listening to this, send this to your friend. Woof. Mm, please. <laughs> I'm Thank moving you. on to our last story of the night. A little quickie coming out of below deck world. So supposedly, not supposedly, factually, yes. Captain Lee and Kate Chastain are hosting a cruise. It's a boozy cruise in June of 2020. Departs from Fort Lauderdale. Bleh. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, on June 14th, 2020, for six nights of fun in the Western Caribbean. Captain Lee will not be captaining this vessel. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like a place for all below deck lovers to go hang out with Kate Chastain and Captain Lee. Like, as much as I love below deck, I would never want to hang out with the two of them. They're mean. They're mean. Yeah, and also, <laughs> can I hang out with the rest of the cast too? I kind of want would want to be around all of the anyone else. Yeah, literally anybody else. So supposedly, this cruise is going to visit Key West, Florida, Georgetown, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel, Mexico. So the senior VP of <laughs> Dream Vacations said this cruise vacation is the only way for fans to set sail with Captain Lee and Kate on their dream vacation. <laughs> that's the sound of that. <laughs> that's the below deck boat yeah. sound. Fuck that. 
I mean, like, if I had $1,500, so right now, fares start at $1,500, which, like, not bad, and you get unlimited drinks and prepaid gratuities. I feel like that's the same as a Royal Caribbean cruise, and so I'm going to pay Royal Caribbean prices for a smaller boat to have two people on it that I may not necessarily meet, and even if I do meet them, what am I going to talk to them about? Why would I do that? (laughs) I mean, I feel like Captain Lee... Like, what what would I ever say to him? Like, and I have an entire podcast about Bravo in which, like, I discuss him a lot. But, like, I have nothing to say. Like, that – like, as much as I love Bravo – we've definitely talked about this before. Like, I don't want to ever meet any of these people. Like, is that crazy? Like, I don't have – like, I was at the party a couple months ago at Mohegan Sun, two inches away from Margaret Josephs, Melissa Gorga, Dorinda – I just watch them like little animals in the in in a fucking zoo. In a like field. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, I don't need to go up to you, get no. these bullshit pictures, tell you about like that is not me. Like I for me like this show these shows are like vacation for my real life. Yeah, and so I I don't need to be like accosting you in my day to day for what. No, so why would I need to be costing you on a ship? Yeah, what am you I going to pay like, money the, the, the to two like, people out of eighteen hundred people on the ship? It doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe I for it. Kate will like give me a side eye at the bar. Like, <laughs> okay, you know, it's it's, but also it's different because we live in New York City, right? So it's like in New York City, you're uh, very close to a lot of uh, quote unquote celebrities, stars, television actors, Broadway totally. actors. So it's kind of like they're normal people and you see that and you're kind of like, sometimes you even know them. And sometimes yeah. you oh yeah, this person's on power, this person's on whatever. And so am I going to pay that much money to go see some people that are just normal people and that are just going to have a conversation with me? Bitch, I can pay to have conversations if I pay for unlimited mimosas on a Sunday, <laughs> I have a great I'm conversation. To have Neil Patrick Harris come in, you know? It's oh my God, it's wait. the same thing, dude. I got yelled at by Neil Patrick Harris. At a, at a no, show. oh my God, God. I oh, no, it's so bad. It was one of well, actually, it's a three-year anniversary of getting yelled. Yeah, it's three, two or three years, two. Yeah, two. It was the two-year anniversary of getting yelled at by Neil Patrick Harris. Out of play, he yelled at me. He literally was like, you, shut up. And I was like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen a lot of celebrities either in the street or in the theater, small, very small theaters, even though they're big actors. And it's like, okay, what does it matter? It's different for New Yorkers than people in different parts of the country that are like, oh, yeah, fantastic. Like The two of them went to the, like, Creative Arts Emmys this week, and they did look fresh as fuck. I'll post a photo on the Instagram account. Mm. She wore, like, a gorgeous little black dress. Kate's gorgeous. She looks really good. I love her. Also, too, good on you, fucking Kate. You're a bitch. You own it. I'm all about it. You're my spirit animal. I channel you every day in my office. Thank you. I like Kate, but I did find the way that they fired Caroline last season to be kind of cruel. Yeah, I found it to be a little I mean, cruel. I found them to be a little extra with that. And that poor girl, I used to re- the deep I used to report on her because yeah. whatever, and she was potentially going to come on this show. But for me, like as you know, obviously the host and like 
producer of my own show, I was like, that is taking advantage of someone who's like at their weakest point. And what am I going to get listeners? Because she does a crazy freaking rant. And I remember yeah. she went on Heather McDonald's show and was crazy. And Heather didn't even watch the show. Like you could tell based on their conversation, she hadn't seen all the episodes. And it was so painful to hear. And you just hear this woman who's damaged who's truly damaged and it was just it was just hard and no, you know what you. i don't need that <laughs> well on <laughs> that note <laughs> mercedes thank you so much for coming on you will definitely be back you literally do not have an option <laughs> i also live eat breathe and die bravo so even so okay full disclosure uh uh a couple days ago i was logging in to like catch up on potomac and I realized, because I've been mooching off my ex-boyfriend's uh, <laughs> Verizon As you account. should. As, As you I should. should. Thank you very much. So for a couple of months, I've been, you know, like, mooching off his account. And then I finally came up and he canceled his account. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I was in despair. I was in literally the deepest ends of my life. And then <laughs> tonight, I was at a happy hour with my coworkers. And one of my coworkers was like, I'll give you my account to my, like, TV channel. Whatever. I was like, yes! 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 I was You're like, back. do you She's have back. Bravo? And he's like, I have Bravo. I was like, yes! He's dating someone amazing if he I, has Bravo. I don't, you know what? I also don't care. I just want his <laughs> account. And he's going to give it to me. And that's it. So I can catch up on everything on demand. Married to Medicine from season one. Because that's what I was watching on my exes. But I was mooching on my ex for too long. So I get what I get. I mean, you got it for a long time. I did, for probably about six months. Hell yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on, and thank you so much for listening. Tune back in to Monday's episode. It's going to be a doozy. The guest is truly amazing. It's Kathy O'Donnell. Everybody knows. And Kathy, Kathy. when she comes on, shit gets fucking wild. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.